challenge accepted the fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge is back and will you accept the challenge of getting your first taste of fantasy major league rugby we also have a special guest who joins this week's show alistair Kirschpool, the mastermind behind our website thefantasyruckers.com talks about his journey this season and of course we look back at the playoff matchups that were and look ahead to the conference championship matchups that are to come this weekend the fantasy Rutgers show starts right now where rugby and the world of fantasy sports collide. Welcome to the Fantasy Ruckers Show. Bringing fantasy rugby to the masses. Talking all things rugby from the MLR to leagues around the world. We're on top of it. Headphones on, pads off. This is the Fantasy Ruckers Show. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Yee, Matt Yee, and Devin Vanderpool. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 71 of the Fantasy Ruckers Show. Thank you so much to our Fantasy Ruckers League members, our community members, and everyone else tagging along on this journey of trying to make Fantasy Rugby a reality in the MLR. And we got an exciting show for you on this edition of the Fantasy Ruckers Show. I'm Ryan Yee. With me, as always, Matt Yee, Devin Vandy Vanderpool, on a little bit of a vacation post-Fantasy Major League Rugby Vacation season. for what, Ryan? This guy gets a vacation for finishing 6th or 7th <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's just, it's the mental recovery that he needs after the long, grueling 17 week fantasy major league rugby season. Got to take a little time away. It's been a lot for that guy. He's been learning a lot. He's been taking big steps. You little know, steps. Little steps. Uh, I mean, he's done okay. So I just Seven, missed. Six. That's uh, true. But there were 10 guys in this league this year. But nonetheless, we're, we're proud of him. He did a good job this season. He deserves the vacation. Matt, we were off last week, though, and you're back from your vacation. Yeah. And now, how's it feel? I mean, you're, you're now, I guess, one, um, over one week removed from the big-time championship victory that you were able to get over Rugby Morning's John Fitzpatrick. Does it yeah. f- still feel just as sweet to be crowned the champion right now, having uh, your name getting put on very, very shortly on this fantasy Rutgers league championship Jersey. And of course getting that hundred dollar donation, which has been submitted to Iroquois roots rugby. Um, and, and, and they're greatly appreciative of speaking with them on social media about it. They were very honored for that. And, and we're so happy that we can contribute to that. How sweet does it feel over one week removed? Well, yeah, I mean, we'll start with, look, it was sweet to be able to donate to, uh, to Iroquois roots rugby. And, uh, you know what? I came back from, from Disney World, had a great time there. I took a chance to kind of stand on top of Splash or Space Mountain, whatever it's called, uh, and just you know raise my raise my hands in the air and made sure everybody there knew that that I was a fantasy Rutgers League uh, champion. So uh, yeah, it was a great trip. Now I'm back back to the grind. Uh, you know, had to make sure that I caught caught the uh, caught the MLR playoffs because uh, we got a big thing coming up and I got to win that too. Oh, there we go. A little bit of a teaser towards that. But uh, yeah, how, how many people showed up to your uh, to your fantasy championship parade? Just it, me. <laughs> it was just me. It was just me walking down. Nobody even knew what I was doing. Um, I was just sitting there um, spraying champagne everywhere and, 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 and cracking open beer cans. And, and people were just looking at me. Weird. I didn't understand why, because I was the champion of the world. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's why we couldn't find you because you got charged with indecency because there are a whole bunch of kids. No, no. Disney I think World they were in being Disney indecent <laughs> because they showed no respect to the guy who just spent the last 17 weeks how, trying to win a championship. How could they? How could they? Absolutely how could they? Ridiculous. Exactly. They do it for the NFL teams. So yeah, right. Fantasy Rutgers champion. Just just as prestigious. 
Ah, what a joke, Ryan. But hey, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It, it is good to be back. And like I said, got a jam-packed episode in this one. Um, got a very special guest. And this one's Dude. a big one. He's been wanting to come on this show for legend. quite some time. He is a legend. I think he he has officially etched his name in the Fantasy MLR legendary books. And on that the jersey, is... you should actually put his name on the back as like if, you know, the same way they do it after, in the after a season After a season that we had, he, he might just deserve it because uh, that guy's name is Alistair Kirschpool. And if you don't know, he is the, the brains behind the fantasyruckers.com that took fantasy mlr to a whole another level this season um it was a whole whole bunch of impact that he made whether it was from the fantasy manager experience whether it was um really saving a whole bunch of time on my end as well moving from the hand excel sheets that i had last season to what we had this year just incredible so he's joining the show in this uh in, in this one to talk about the website um he's a big time old glory dc fan so obviously we had to break down that big time win of old glory dc over the new york iron workers this past weekend in the first round of the major league rugby playoffs so we're going to have all that and again we're obviously going to break down the seattle seawolves houston Sabercats matchup and talk a little bit about this challenge that we had if you were following us last season we had it last year and it's coming back we're gonna talk a little bit about that and then I of course preview the matches for this upcoming championship conference championship finals that are happening this weekend um which is obviously going to include the playoff challenge that we have coming so um let's get into it matt Let, let's talk a little bit well, of news and notes. well ryan you got to get to the housekeeping items. Housekeeping items. Yeah, housekeeping items. You can tell people to join the Discord. You got to tell people to follow, subscribe. Right. We've, been, we've been one week away. What the heck are you doing? Were you in Disney World getting <laughs> drunk? What, what's going on here? We've been one week away, and I didn't do our plug. That's right. Matt said it all. If you aren't already, at thefantasyruckers.com uh, or at thefantasyruckers. Check it out uh, on this on the handles above on the YouTube page. You can find it below in the description. Um, this one's going to be an important one because uh, wheels are turning for us to make fantasy MLR reality. And uh, you'll be wanting to follow all that because there are some big, big stuff happening soon over the course of this offseason heading in to the 2024 season which is crazy to think about uh but yeah you want to do that and if you that's not enough for you make sure you join our discord channel been a whole bunch of fun interacting with the community especially during these playoffs time chatting about the playoffs chatting about some controversial calls all there if you love mlr that's the place you want to be because there's a whole bunch of other people that love major league rugby there as well and if that's not enough for you Check out that website that Alistair Kirschpool has put together, thefantasyruckers.com. Even if you're not a fantasy guy, a whole bunch of stats up there. You can take a look back at our fantasy uh, Rutgers League season. Um, had, had a whole lot of fun kind of using that as a very big tool for not only uh, just Major League Rugby purposes, but obviously fantasy purposes as well. But all right, now let's get into a little bit of yes. news and notes. Again. I'm messing Ryan, up. you're all over the place, I'm man. This isn't place. even the Commissioner League update. You just wanted me to hear this thing because you know I hate it and you wanted to bring me down from my high and you just played the stupid trumpets as we're going into the news and notes. But hey, if you want to do a Commissioner League update, Ryan, let's update the people. Who won the championship? Who's at the top of the table? Who did gone. I beat? You, you, you already took it. We don't need to go over that. I can't believe I opened that. Oh, you wanted, you wanted but to you go want, through it again. You want, let, let's do that. Let, let's go through a Commissioner League's uh, uh, Yeez League update. And uh, it's not going to be our Fantasy Rutgers League update, but it's going to be a little bit of an update uh, that we have. They've got a similarity to it. I'm, they do I'm have a little that bit. One too. Oh, my gosh. All right. There's, there is going to be a little bit of opportunity for not only our Fantasy Rutgers League members to join, but anyone out there that wants to get a little, little taste of 
fantasy major league rugby because the fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge has returned for the conference championship finals and for the championship finals. And it's going to be back. Uh, we're going to have break down all the details here for you. It's going to be a lot of fun. We, uh, like we said, um, it, last year was a whole bunch of fun. Had a, had a ton of people join that were uh, outside of the fantasy Rutgers league. It was cool to see a lot of people uh, coming in and getting their first taste of, uh, of, uh, uh, of fantasy major league rugby. And Hey, some of them even joined after playing the Fantasy Rutgers League Playoff Challenge, joined the league this year. Rugby Wrap-Up joined. They were a part of the Fantasy Rutgers Playoff Challenge last year. I believe uh, James Dealey's MLR Stats was also part of uh, of the Fantasy Rutgers Playoff Challenge. He was part of our league. So, you know, it's like baby steps getting into this whole Fantasy fantasy MLR mm-hmm. thing. And this Fantasy Rutgers Playoff Challenge is a big one. Um, where do we begin, Matt? I guess how this whole thing works if, if you didn't play it last year? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a good place to start. All right. Well, this is how it's all going to break down. All right, so you're essentially going to be choosing five different roster positions. You're going to be choosing a front row player, a second row or back row player, a scrum half or fly half, a center or back three, and a set piece position. Those are five different positions. Front row is one, second row, back row, second, scrum half, fly half, third, center, back three as your fourth, and then a set piece as your fifth. And this point scoring, a little bit different from last year. In a way, it's mirroring our fantasy Rutgers league, but obviously we had a big change in the fantasy Rutgers league this season. So this fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge is going to include obviously a big change too. We're having the same point system. So meters gain is introduced. Tackles is introduced all that good stuff. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that has an impact. And this is where the challenge comes into play. If you're planning on making a roster squad, you got a $15 budget to fill out those five positions and those, those budgets will be uh, varied or the budgets for certain players will be varied based on the point totals that they scored throughout the 2023 fantasy MLR season. So for example, for example, Nate Oxberger, one of the uh, best center uh, back three players uh, in, 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 in all of major league rugby, he's going to be worth, uh, worth $5. Um, and, and you look at, at, at certain players there, uh, he'll be up there with obviously San Diego playing um, another like Lion of Futis up there in $5 range. So you want to break it down and we're going to talk about certain strategies once we get into the, the breakdown of these upcoming matches, but it's going to be interesting how league managers are going to approach filling out this $15 budget with these five different positions with players ranging from $5 all the way to $1. Yeah. I mean, it was a time last year. It was strategic. You had to figure it out. I think it, the, another element of this is that, Oh, we've got four of the top teams in the league remaining, and you're going to really have to choose where you want to spend your money, how you want to spend that budget on what position you're going to really go, go spending. Are you going to go mediocre for everyone? Um, it'll be interesting to see. And it's always kind of fun to see how you size up against other people's thoughts and, uh, who they think are going to be the best players in the playoffs. It is true. And I think a quick thing to add that I think is going to be a huge, interesting difference to see from last year's playoff challenge to this year's playoff challenge is I think last year there was a huge emphasis on picking a fly half that was going to kick points, that was going to get a, 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 a solid stuff there moving forward. But I think this year with the addition of tackles, with the addition of meters gain, you're going to see some explosions from that center position. How are you going to choose between a center, between a back three? It's going to be an interesting one. Are you going to rely on those explosive tries? You're going to rely on those consistent meters going to be interesting to see in that standpoint there so for those that of you that want to join have a look out on our social media channels like we just talked about uh, we will be posting a spreadsheet link that everyone will have access to that will include all the values from those 
uh, uh, from those players that you'll be able to build your lineups. And the way that you're going to submit these lineups to us is through Twitter. You're going to send us a message or you're going to tweet at us at the Fantasy Ruckers. Use the hashtag, the Fantasy Ruckers Playoff Challenge. It's a big one. And include your lineup front row, second row, back row, scrum half, fly half, center back three, and set piece. Let's get this thing buzzing. Let's get a whole bunch of people joining us. Let, let, let's shorten it a little bit, Matt. Let's call it the TFR playoff challenge. TFR playoff challenge. Yeah, you know, Twitter's got those characters, unless you got Twitter blue. That's true. Don't and we, we only we, have we, so much space. We We've got some that. long names in this league. So. That is true. So use hashtag TFR playoff challenge. Send us your lineup. $15 budget. Fill out those five positions. Again, we'll send out the details in our Discord channel. We'll tweet out the, the uh, spreadsheet link with some more details there as well. And we're excited to see how many different lineups that we do get incoming here to play that. Again, all the, the, the points will be tallied, will be announced, and we'll keep everyone updated with how the playoff challenge is going. Um, did I cover everything there? We'll get into a little bit more of it. We'll talk to Alistair about it, and obviously we'll talk about it when we get to the games. But I think that's a, a good little teaser for the people here. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I mean, I'm kind of thinking maybe we should go hashtag TFR MLR playoff challenge. You know? Hashtag TFR MLR playoff challenge. Just so the people know that what we're talking about is the MLR playoff challenge and it's the TFR MLR playoff challenge. Uh, that is true. That is true. Let's, uh, is that what we're going with? Let's go with that one. We're, we're closing. Forget the last two <laughs> hashtags that we said. We're going to tweet the lineup at the Fantasy Ruckers and use the hashtag, hashtag TFR MLR playoff challenge. All right, got it. Hashtag TFR MLR playoff challenge. Send us your lineup through there. Uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're excited. I finally get to play a little bit of Fantasy Ruckers. This is my favorite time of the year because now I get to step yeah, back from the commissioner role. Too, I, I, I did stink at it. It, it, was, it was a tough one. And, and, uh, Why is the commissioner? That is why I'm the commissioner. Don't play this. I just get to watch all you suffer instead of having to go through my suffering himself. So, <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Well, let's get into some news and notes. So, again, stay stay, uh, stay up to date there with all of our social channels and our Discord there. Um, and you'll uh, get all the information you'll need to join the TFR MLR playoff challenge. All right. Let's get into uh, the, the news and notes here. Um, again, we're in the middle of playoffs. Not much to talk about, uh, but I think the biggest thing that we need to mention is uh, it's always nice giving back to the community. We just did so. You just did so, choosing the Iroquois Roots Rugby and uh, donating that generous $100, um, $100 uh, donation to Iroquois Roots Rugby, who very appreciative and we're very happy to be able to, uh, to contribute to such a great cause. And some other guys that are doing some pretty good stuff in their community as well being honored here by Major League Rugby with the S. Marcus Callaway Community Impact Award. Four players as finalists here for it. All of Khalifi of Utah Warriors, Mikey Teo of the San Diego Legion, Dan Creel of the Seattle Seawolves, and hey, friend of the show, All Glory DC's Cali Martinez on the list Unreal. as well. I mean, I mean, I'm not surprised. The guy, you know, I, I think he was talking on the weekend at the game while he's on the bench just saying, you know, the fact that he was, you know, his work in, in kind of putting out fires and those forest fires in Canada, we know it's been pretty big here and, and he's been really contributing to the cause however he can from, uh, from DC. So unreal to see these guys are, you know, legends on the field and also legends off the field. So it's great that these guys are being rewarded and, and kind of being recognized for their work. Uh, and it just shows, you know, MLR not only has uh, great players, also great guys. 
Yeah, it's absolutely. Go go check out on uh, Major League Rugby's website. They go into detail with all these what these guys have done for the community. Um, it's really cool stuff. Obviously, I think that's been a big part of rugby, um, especially Matt uh, through the time that we've been playing um, in our playing days. Just how important it is for the rugby uh, community to give back to the communities that they they yeah. uh, they play in um, is is really important stuff. Which is one of the reasons why we absolutely love this sport um, and it's been fantastic. So make sure you do go check that out. Uh, the only other news and note that I guess has a little bit more of an implication when it comes to what we're going to be seeing this weekend. Um, but hey, red card Blair Cowan in his uh, in, in in the incident that he had on the field gonna be suspended four weeks. Means he won't be there for the uh, fantasy uh, for the Major League Rugby Championship final if San Diego wins this weekend. Yeah, I mean, look, I think if there's a team for it to happen to, is it was San Diego or New England. Both these guys have incredible back row depth. I mean, they've got Poitavin coming back. They've got Mike Smith back. They've got Afungia. They got Tamalo. Um, yeah, they're losing a great veteran presence of of Blair Cowan, but I don't think they're missing uh, they're missing too much. They've they've still got depth to cover. Absolutely. All right, well, we're going to get into a preview of those games, and we're also going to get into a breakdown of both the Old Glory DC Rugby New York matchup over the past weekend, which was a nail-biter, and obviously the Seattle mm-hmm. Seawolves and Houston Sabercats matchup. But before that, it's time to bring on our very special guest, Alistair Kirschpool. And it is now time to welcome in a guy that we've been wanting to have on this show for quite some time, the mastermind behind our website, the Fantasy ruckers.com i gotta say a guy that has uh, added a few more hours in my weekly work life because i don't have to spend as much time as i did last season punching in all these stats has uh, definitely consolidated the process for me and has made it a whole lot more feasible for me a guy that has pushed fantasy mlr in a direction that is going to uh, going to take huge huge steps moving forward but alistair Kirschpool, the genius behind the fantasy welcome to the fantasy Ruckers show finally <laughs> thanks for having me I, I finally get to be on. Yeah, I, no. we we had to get the big brains of the whole program on at some point. You know what a better way to have you on at the end of the season. But I, I got to get something out of the way before we get into this interview. We got to get something out of the way. <laughs> I was watching the game on the weekend, right? And we're gonna talk more about the Old Glory DC and, and and Rugby New York game. But I swear, and I didn't say this this pre-show on purpose, but I swear I saw you on the broadcast. You know, wearing sporting old Gordy, they're showing that supporting section a lot. And I swear I saw it come up and I was like, is that, I swear I've seen that face before. And when you told me that you're at the game, I was like, I'm putting two dots together. I knew I saw you on the broadcast on real Gordy DC supporters. I mean, they go the distance. (laughs) Yep. I I was there. I was on the fan bus. Uh, (laughs) Took us a while to get there. New Jersey traffic is, uh, terrible it's something right it's something (laughs) i mean we got great views in the new york skyline as we we were stuck on a bridge for like an hour (laughs) so there you go really milking all the time that you could get in new york but yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about it all obviously we're gonna talk about uh the the website and talk about the journey it's been obviously if if you've been listening and following uh the fantasy Rutgers league since the beginnings i mean the steps that we've taken from our inaugural season to even this season has been tenfold and again i cannot emphasize enough how much time 
Alistair. This website has saved on my end of things, um, really allowing me uh, to 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 live, I guess, a more a more healthier lifestyle. I would say maybe not not <laughs> so much uh, not so much drawing and bogged down by a whole bunch of fantasy numbers, but it, it was a lot of fun. So we're gonna talk about that website, talk about the journey it was for there. Obviously, got to talk about since, especially since you were there, and we know how big yeah. of an old glory DC fan you are. Talk about that match over over uh, the weekend, which was a, a nail biter. But what what a finish by old glory DC. And then we mentioned earlier in the show we got a little uh something that we did last year which we're going to continue here for the the uh the the conference finals and the championship finals is the fantasy ruckers playoff challenge we're gonna get your a little bit of input for you there and of course maybe get a, a tiny so get this in your mind maybe a tiny prediction for you with that big matchup between old glory dc and the new england free jacks coming up this weekend um so you'll have a little bit of time to think about it but let, let's start out right off the top and let's talk about this website man because obviously you and i had been discussing this for quite some time and it was a little bit of a fast-tracked offseason by the time you and I got things rolling here and really started getting uh the communication going uh we didn't have much time ahead of ahead of the season so it was really crunch work for you to get that all put together which miraculously you did I have no idea how you did it but I mean all your hard work going into it so I guess let's let's kind of take it by a, a timeline stage at that beginning stages as you're going through it uh did it ever come in your head where you're like holy crap what what did i just do what did i just sign up for this was something huge or or i guess how was that process was it fun putting this together what, what was it like putting together the fantasyruckers.com at the beginning yeah well websites are sort of my my wheelhouse i'm a web designer by day so i i always that's whenever I see a problem, I always think, ah, I can fix this with a website. And so I, I saw what you were doing last year and I thought, man, he probably is just fixing this with a spreadsheet. This is probably yeah. just a, <laughs> an Excel spreadsheet somewhere. And I was like, I could, I could probably do that better. And I was sort of toying with the idea for a while, um, ever since you guys started this. And then, uh, every, then we connected in the off season and then I was at, I was at my parents' house over the holidays, and then I, I got back from that, and I put in the work to to make it happen. It was it was very quick to put together that website. This it's for any any coders or anyone who knows about web design in the background. It's it's basically just a bunch of PHP and a SQL uh, <laughs> database. It's it's not fancy at all, but it well, it does the job. <laughs> If it wasn't obvious already, obviously I'm not a web designer by day. So oh, you're exactly you right there. It was definitely sp all spreadsheets last season. And, and the fact that you say how easy it was for you kind of puts in my mind, holy crap, maybe maybe I got to start figuring some stuff out. But nonetheless, though, that that's 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 it. Yeah, you, you you with what you were able to do and what you were able to put together in that time, it absolutely did save a whole bunch of time on my end, like I've said multiple times, because you're going to hear it a whole bunch because, yeah, you, you, you've made a huge impact on my my lifestyle that's for sure it's from coming from last season but um yeah then i guess let's then let's talk about kind of your your interaction with it. how was it i mean you and i were talking about the rules and talking about what we wanted implemented the framework kind of the workflow and all these things um how was it like going through that process i know uh before you weren't necessarily that in tune with i guess fantasy sports as a whole but after learning the process kind of what was it like for you to kind of put I guess merge the two things that you love. Obviously, you love the major. Obviously, you love Major League Rugby. Obviously, you love Old Glory DC, and then getting to merge that kind of with your web design day by day trade. How was that for you to to kind of do something like that? It's an interesting challenge because I've I've never done any fantasy sports of any kind, so mm -hmm. I was coming into this 
completely blind. And so there, were, I know there were a bunch of times where I had to ask you really basic questions about all, <laughs> how all of this worked. And thank, thank you for answering all of those because there you go. it's sort of, I've got the web knowledge I, and I've got the sports knowledge. I, I don't have the, the fantasy knowledge. Well, that, that's, that's why it's a perfect relationship, Alistair. <laughs> I got the fantasy exactly. knowledge to bring to the table and you got the web design knowledge. It's just, it's a perfect pairing. We can keep this thing rolling. It's great. Complimentary. <laughs> We're complementary skill sets here, yeah. <laughs> and so it was putting it together. I mean, it, it came together quickly. And part of what what got missed there is uh, just the testing. So thank you to all the major league rugby or the fancy Rutgers participants who dealt with all of the the bugs and the the things going wrong early on. I think we mostly got those ironed out by the end, but. It was it was a journey, and it's it's sort of it's fun to to dive into something that I didn't I didn't really have much knowledge of, but I knew I knew I could fix it. I knew I could help, <laughs> and so it's fun to to give it a try. And I'm excited yeah. to take it forward next year. I think there's I've learned so much of so much from this experience, and so much that we can do differently and better next year. And and I'm really looking forward to pretty much tearing down the, the whole thing and rebuilding it from scratch. I mean, you definitely made life easier for us and you definitely made the product better. And, and look, I was happy to be one of the test dummies to be able to be playing with the website, you know, bother you with, with some issues that I was having with it, but there weren't many for something that you put together. I must say it was, it felt like quite the, quite the nice and finished product. And the fact that it's only going to get better from here is just unreal to sound. Um, I was going to ask, I mean, it's not more of a question, but more of a compliment to you, you know, coming from a champion of the league, uh, you know, my name (laughs) on the Jersey, I was, I just, I have to ask, you know, how does it feel to be the true, the true people's champion of the fantasy Rutgers league? Because I mean, people have to know, and people need to understand just the amount of you know questions we're firing on the discord channel, the amount of times that you kind of came in and, and fixed something within like an hour of somebody posting it in the middle of the day on a Wednesday. Um, it was just ridiculous the way that you were able to just troubleshoot things and, and fix things. And, and I just have to say, and I had to tell you while you were on that, man, you are, you've been the champion, the true champion this season, because this season would not have been as enjoyable without, without the work that you did and, and the work that you put in. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm glad to be helpful. I mean, that's really all I'm all I'm trying to achieve. I love it. I love it. And I mean, I will say, right? I think Alistair, you and I kind of were on the same page, same page heading into this season that this was going to be a huge, huge learning experience for us. And I think Matt, to your point um, about how we really were able to use the Fantasy Rockers League as kind of a, a, a guinea pig type kind of scenario where we kind of experiment with things, see how things work, get your guys's reaction, um, get your guys's feedback on certain things, which we'll especially continue to do um, at, during this off season. As, as Alistair, you and I work together to improve this thing um, and get it to as as good of a point, if not better, than than what we want it to be. Um, but I think it, it 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 was a huge learning experience for me, just to add to what you were saying, Alistair. And and I think just understanding the nuances and and even coming from a fantasy guy, right? Obviously, you 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 your learning experience, at least compared to my learning experience, I think we came from two different perspectives, right? Like your learning experience is with the website and the design and and the technical stuff and and a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes that a lot of us don't even understand uh but for me at least the learning experience came uh with a lot of 
the fantasy nuances that you wouldn't think as just an average fantasy player that you'd have to think about. But I guess let's take commissioner to an extra level. Let's put it on steroids and have you think about a whole bunch of things, how waivers are supposed to work timing, um, you know, certain things like that, which then affects how you kind of do your job and, and how you're able to code all the things. I think it was kind of a thing, a synergy between you and I that we were kind of learning together through different lenses, which was pretty funny. And, and it, it made for a very, very interesting, interesting second season for this year. But I will also add, though, and I don't know how much of an impact for you, Alistair, that you really saw with this. But I think you could really tell that for our league members, the experience as a whole, because of the website, increased tenfold without a question whether that became from them having a more stranglehold and matt you can you can kind of chime in here if you'd like about your experience but getting a stranglehold and having that feeling of owning your own fantasy team you know what i mean that like that's what the fantasy website provided last year people were sending me their lineups i had it in a spreadsheet no one could really control their own lineups or control their own pickups everything had to kind of get processed through me which then i did on an excel sheet but this website allowed people to take that control which i think is what fantasy is all about right you want to have that fantasy ownership of a quote-unquote team that you think you own and i think on top of that being able to then get the stats that we were able to get and implement that and, and get that point scoring and, and allowing people to see those matchups in a space that they could access wherever they are, whether that's on a computer or on a phone. I think that added a, a whole nother level, a whole nother level, I should say, uh, to, to this fantasy experience in the second year. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the power of websites. Obviously you can, you can sort of, yeah, the website's way better than, than Ryan. Say, <laughs> you know, Ryan, Ryan kind of compared to the website. Ryan kind of stunk it up last year, but hey, that's good. <laughs> Sorry, he did his is best. that, he is did that his why best. you lost last year? Oh no, no, yes. Do you know what? That's why I'm thanking you, Alistair, because you <laughs> are the reason for this championship. And and you know, I'm sure you helped a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you you were maybe happy to see Fitzy lose as well. So, um, so well, yeah. my my glorious rugby podcast co-host never. <laughs> yeah no kidding um but uh yeah no i think again uh just a massive massive enhancement to the whole fantasy experience which is what we're trying to do moving forward and i think that alludes to kind of our final kind of talking point here about this website alistair because the goal obviously between we've been saying it here on the show ever since we began this thing was that we're trying to make this a reality um we're trying to make fantasy mlr a real thing that everyone will have access to and i think a big step into that was creating this website going through this learning process, testing it with the, the dummies that we've had uh, last season, and then obviously the ones, uh, that, again, coming back this year to then go through kind of a different process than what they had last year. And I think it's really opened up what you and I need to do, and, and especially from you from a technical standpoint, to make this thing really feasible so that anyone could be playing fantasy MLR because that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, I, it is goal. Next year, this offseason, I'm going to be tearing everything down to the – the studs and, and rebuilding this whole experience so that we can open it up to everyone next year because there's a bunch of things that I, I just sort of glossed over in the, the web design in the first the first go round. There were a bunch of like there's no way for any fantasy league commissioner to manage any of the teams. I I mean I was still building new admin tools for you, Ryan, like yeah, throughout the year, until right? the, the end there. <laughs> And, you know, there's, there's just so many of those experiences that need to be built out and need to be durable for anyone to join. Because this year, obviously, 
people had problems, they could just come over into the Discord and post them. And I, I, I could get to them. And there was only one league of people to complain and um, find issues. So next year, if we're opening it up to a bunch more people, uh, you know, there's only so many so many issues I'm going to be able to deal with. There's so, so there's so many Alistair. Alistairs. There's only one Alistair. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I would one, never make there's only one oddball. <laughs> There's only one oddball gentleman that can that can really really do this stuff. But I mean, speaking to that note, uh, Alistair, and, and as we're kind of wrapping up talking about the website here, you know, is there? You kind of talked about how you want to tear it down, build it back up. Is there one feature that you've been kind of thinking about throughout the season, maybe after the season, that you're thinking, oh, that's something that I definitely want to add into the site and definitely add that functionality. I definitely, one thing I definitely want to improve and something that would be relatively easy is just the whole design of the site and the stats that are being put up there. Like when you click on a player's page, a player's profile, I want to have way more, you know, what, what were their stats last year? How, where do they rank in terms of, you know, players on their team, players in their position, players overall, where you know, a lot more graphics as well, because there's, everything's just a number right now. It's all just in a table. And that's because that's very easy to do <laughs> in the web. I would just stick it all on the table and it's good. But, you know, I really want to make it a more visually interesting experience and make it have a lot more information available to the fantasy managers and make it more interactive, make it easier to sort by different, um, different factors and, and really help people find that information more easily. You're getting me, getting me excited over here already. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, and I will say, I think that's a really, really good thing about the fantasy too. Even if you're not necessarily that interested in playing fantasy MLR, the, the amount of information, even at the current state that the fantasy website is at right now, currently there's a whole lot of information for the average MLR fan to go on there and just digest and, and, and really enhance that experience and, and get to know a lot of these numbers. And because and, a lot of it right now isn't really available, you know, to, in, in many places. But you can go on the fantasyruckers.com, see how a player did, both from a fantasy perspective and from a statistical perspective, just from a, a rugby standpoint on our website. Um, it's all easily to hear that it's going to get even better than that, Alistair. Yeah, it's getting me excited as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the goal here. Um, and like we said, um, the, the ultimate goal is to open this up to as many people as possible. Alistair and I will be working throughout the offseason to get it to a point where we will be able to do that um and obviously you'll want to stay in tune to our, our social media channels at the fantasy ruckers um where we'll make that announcement when that does hopefully become available in the near future um last thing alistair for you to to wrap up this portion about the website two quick kind of hitter questions okay so first one um biggest challenge when it came to dealing with this whole fantasy ruckers.com thing The biggest challenge is probably, I mean, we talked about it already, but just my understanding of fantasy sports wasn't there. And so there's a bunch of things that I probably didn't design in the correct way. You know, you make, when you're designing a site, you sort of have to lay the foundations at some point and those foundational decisions you, you build up from there. And, and some of those foundations that I laid were not in the right place. They weren't, it turned out that they weren't, they weren't what I needed. And that's why I'm going to, be rebuilding the whole thing is because there are certain assumptions I made at the beginning which were not accurate but so it's working around that and working around my 
my knowledge of of the domain to really make a good website that that'd be the biggest challenge and then uh thing you love the most about taking on this project i think i think it's just seeing something come to fruition and and be useful for people i mean i i enjoy coding there's a reason that i was i love doing this for free and and all of that and it's it's i just i enjoy solving these sorts of problems but for it to also be useful for growing something you know it's not just for my own personal enjoyment it's for to help you out help the the fancy managers out and hopefully bring legit real fancy rugby to everyone who who follows the mlr that there's a lot of satisfaction there well, man of me, the people, the true man of the people. Well, well, let me let me tell you, Alistair. You and I will uh, I, I will be having a lot of time this off season to work together to do that. Um, and again, I'm sure it excites you that instead of having you know a handful of weeks time before the start of the season to put something together, we're going to have an entire off season to work together um, uh, to kind of do this. I'll be there for you for any of the fantasy stuff. You'll be there for me for any of the web stuff. And hopefully, at the end this time, or, or I guess the start of next season, we'll have a a product that is 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 pretty pretty cool for everyone to use. Um, and then I guess the last question that I'll ask, and this is going to kind of elude us into our next topic here about the fantasy Rutgers playoff challenges. Alistair, do you think you'd call yourself a tiny bit more of a fantasy expert than you would have called yourself maybe four or five months ago? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> and just, I, I now know almost all of the players' names. If they're signed to a, a major league rugby team, I've probably seen their name at least once. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Um, but I think the reason why I asked, again, is the Fantasy Rutgers Playoff Challenge. We asked you before you came on the show, is it something that you're going to be partaking in? And it sounds like we're getting the feeling that you might take a crack. And it's got to be feeling good that you actually get to take a crack at playing fantasy. And it's kind of the same feeling that I have being a commissioner all season long. I've seen all these guys have fun. And now, finally, I get to join in and have a little fun, too, with the fantasy world. Is that something that, that you're excited for? Oh, absolutely. I'm definitely going to be participating. Now the question um, I'm is not necessarily going to be good at it because <laughs> I'm going to pick a lot with my head and or a lot with my heart and not so much with my head. Sure, it'll be fun. And that's obviously the the, the biggest challenge when it comes to fantasy sports. I, I guess the over under for for Alistair Matt is how many old glory DC guys are going to be on that squad. I do remember, I believe, last zero. season. I think uh, zero. zero. <laughs> That's yeah, a lie. That's, 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 it's going to be all that's already five. that's already thinking with your head. You already you've already surpassed the heart. That's that's true, but there's partly a reason for that, and partly it's because I know that my heart would get involved, but also because uh, All Glory is a team that has, I mean, when you look at their score sheets, it's every time, every try is a different player, and you look at the the stats, they're spread out. They're they're really a team rather than than individual players. So, I think there's there's better individual players on other teams. The guy, the guy says he's not thinking with he's gonna think with his heart, not his head. He's coming he's out with some brain. he's, he's coming brain. out with some crazy fantasy analysis here. He's got some strategy going already. I don't know. That sounds like a pretty darn good fantasy expert to me, Alistair. I think this uh, you you learned a, a little we'll bit see. more than just a bit um, uh, over the past uh, four or five months when it comes to to fantasy MLR. But but that's exciting. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're obviously gonna break down the games and some of these players. But it's exciting to hear that the the the, the brains behind the fantasyruckers.com will be also 
also taking part in the Fantasy Rutgers Playoff Challenge. Really excited to hear that. But let's get into your boys. Let's get into this Old Glory DC team. Now let's get into a breakdown of this past weekend's games, and we'll obviously start with your favorite team, Old Glory DC, beating the most recent champions of Major League Rugby's, the former guys that were holding that shield. You've taken them down. Old Glory DC coming away with a big-time 37-33 to victory over the New York Ironworkers. Before we get into a breakdown of it, Alistair, how does it feel? It was a tight one. How stressed were you? Um, it, it was a lot of fun watching that match over the weekend on Sunday. Oh, yeah, a ton of fun. And it, uh, like you say, came down to the wire. It was a, a real instant classic from a, a, a watching perspective. And... Like I said, I went to the game. It was it was a lot of fun to be there. It's actually a surprisingly nice stadium. Having only seen it on TV, going there in person, it's actually nicer than it seems. Uh, maybe I'm it's just because I'm comparing it to Sager Field, which is <laughs> not the world's nicest stadium. Um, yeah, ton of fun. Great group of old Glory fans that traveled down. We made ourselves heard. We were pretty loud. That's for sure. There were, there were times where I forgot that it wasn't a home game for Old Glory because <laughs> I think we were making more noise than the New York fans were. And, yeah, it was touch and go for a moment there. And definitely definitely there were moments where I thought, ooh, we might lose this, but it came through. I think they well, proved they were a better team. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And, and that's one, that's what I heard. I When I was reading up, everybody was saying how it seemed like Old Glory DC supporters were making it seemed like they it was their stadium. You know, Old Glory DC supporters were there, they're making the noise. The New York supporters just you know, they couldn't they couldn't keep up with you guys, Alistair. They couldn't keep up. But to the game, I mean, for me and where you are probably sweating, you know, at the field is is at the end of the first half when Old Glory DC got the double yellow cards. New York gets a try at the end of the half, and I said, I, we're going into half, and I said, Look. New York scores coming out of the half with that one yellow card still on the table, or I think it was two coming out of the, coming out of the, uh, the second, uh, coming out of the uh, halftime. Um, I said, look, if New York scores again, game's done. But the Old Glory DC team, I mean, they stuck with it with two yellow cards with one yellow card, and they end up get winning, kind of winning out that with a penalty. And I was looking, I said, Old Glory DC looks like they are sticking in this. The fact that they made it through that just shows how good of a team they were that day. Um, and yeah, uh, I can imagine you're probably sweating when you saw those two yellow cards in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was definitely, definitely a little annoyed with Federico and Selmy for that. Um, I think he, he was very quick to the yellow cards in this game, but I yeah. mean, New York got their own double yellow later. So I, I guess it all evens out in the end. Um, it almost it almost felt like after that uh, New York try was allowed in. I mean, we can talk more about that ridiculous TMO call absolutely ridiculous i don't know what did that sound like on the field alistair because on in the broadcast we can obviously <laughs> hear the conversation with uh with derek summers the the infamous tmo legend of the mlr um <laughs> you know we heard all the all the conversation but what what was that like on the field like what was it like in the atmosphere with the old glory dc supporter it definitely it seemed a little less controversial in the, the stand text because you, okay. you, I mean, it looked held up. Like they went over and you're thinking, oh, oh, that looks held up. That could be held up. But obviously, especially in New York Stadium, you know, there's a track around it. You're, you're minimum 
20 meters from the sideline, much less the, the action where the score is happening. And so it's, it was kind of hard to tell what exactly was, was going on. And then they overturned it and you're like, ah, oh, come on, boo. But yeah. you're also a fan in the stands. Like you're always going to boo a decision that doesn't go your way. It doesn't matter whether it was right. And it was only, it was only watching the highlight afterwards that it was like, oh, wow, yeah, no, that really shouldn't have been a try, should it? <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's funny because you hear the whistle too, right? And I think I could yeah. hear an old boy DC. I could hear I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Kurt Baker. It was, or it was probably Kurt guy. Baker. He was. But angry. you could hear you could hear one of the guys say the whistle went though. You heard the whistle, right? And you could like when you're watching the replay. And I was watching the the, the replay uh, earlier today, and you literally see Dylan Fawcett in the try zone has the ball up, whistle goes, and then you can see him place the ball down. I'm not sure if TMO just didn't take that into account. Um, pretty, pretty tough. I mean, but this is, uh, and I've, I've spoke about this before, and like this is where the TMO, and, and I'm not going to go too much on this rant. I know I love ranting, but I'm not going to go on a rant here. But it's just, like, that's why these protocols and guidelines need to be consistent and understood across all referees. You know, the ref and... I always forget his name. You just said his name out there, but I already forgot it. Apologies. But, um, you know, he, yes, exactly him. But he, (laughs) he specifically asked and says, was the ball grounded before I blew my whistle? And Derek Summers responds and says, I clearly see a grounding. That's it. And I'm like, you have six angles to watch this. I get it. You're trying to talk through your cell phone with a headset on, but you can still look at the TV screen and understand when the whistle blew and when the ball was grounded. So it was just, I mean, you didn't see that Alistair, but we, I watched that whole thing happen live and I was just like, this is ridiculous, but kind of silver lining. I, I think that's what really fired the jets in, in the old glory DC team, because after that they were physical on defense they were, you know, breaking breaking the line. They were a threat on offense and really having, while they were under pressure from New York because New York was in their half for quite a bit, I mean, they weren't giving up an inch and they were strong on defense and it just led to a, a really strong rest of that second half for them. Yeah, I was very impressed with the defense and and I think Old Glory was the better team when they when they were focused and when they were sort of in the right mental state to be playing properly. And I think, I think that's the key for DC. They can't really afford to not be firing at a hundred percent all game. And that's going to be a challenge against new England because new England's a better team than New York is. And mm-hmm. we survived against New York in those, those stretches where our heads just weren't in it and where the, you know, we just couldn't quite focus and we were letting them, them do whatever they wanted. And it's, it's going to be the challenge against New England is just keep focused full time and and keep up that energy. Yeah, because I think I think that's the big difference. Obviously, we'll get into your your thoughts on on that matchup with the New England Free Jacks. But I think this game was very reminiscent of how New York's season has gone all all year long. You know, and they've been a very high low type team here. There's some times where they look like the former MLR champions, uh, and then there are times where you know they just didn't look like they were able to put things together. And I think those lulls also help obviously Old Glory DC when you're going through those stretches to kind of keep up there and and be able to do that. New England's not going to be a team that does that. They've been firing on all 
all cylinders since week one, apparently. And, and um, it'll be interesting to see that. Um, I guess last question for you, Alistair, before we move on to your, your preview or our preview of uh, this New England Free Jacks matchup with Old Glory DC. Um, in this match, when were you finally able to kind of take a breath? Was it when uh, Tusi Tala finally uh, offloaded it to Kurt Baker, who ran it down the, the sideline? And you're like, okay, finally, Old Glory DC is going to their first yeah. ever conference or- final in their first appearance in the playoffs. Or was it when Kurt Baker turned around and like pretended to show the ball to, I forget who was chasing him. Or was it after he's tried and threw the two thumbs up and started running off like a madman? <laughs> the two thumbs up were, was a, was a great moment. And he got a, I mean, he got a lot of flack for, for showing the, the ball to his opponent, but honestly, I've rewatched it. It was nothing. Guys, come yeah. on. And I mean, he just Kurt, scored Kurt... the, he scored the nail in a coffin try in a playoff match like let him be excited. first ever first ever old glory DC yeah playoff, first right? ever first old ever glory. old glory dc playoff win so it just means it shows it meant something to the guys so uh, uh get off his back but uh yeah <laughs> no it was that try that moment you're just like oh yeah they're 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 done they're good but to be honest even before that they they felt like they were to win they and as soon as the subs came on they they got in their their fresh legs and the whole it just looks different. Whole game looks different. They're like, yeah, they've they've really got this. Yeah. Boss is rowdy going home, Alistair. Yes. <laughs> Fair few intoxicated folk on that bus, I, I would <laughs> definitely say. Well, I'm glad DC does it right. I'd expect no less in what you would argue as I would say the biggest up to this point. I, the, the book has still need, still needs to be written. Obviously, we got a big-time matchup against New England Free Jacks uh, this coming weekend. But, hey, bi- biggest moment in franchise history up to this point um, was this. And it's going to come to so. an abrupt stop. We'll see. Well, let's let's talk. Let's talk about it. We're going to move on quickly here. Uh, Alistair, we're, Matt and I are going to get into a preview of this matchup. But just as we have you on here, a quick little prediction. Um, I know it's a tough one for you to put on the spot. New England Free Jacks been tearing it up all season long. Some people argue that they are the best team in the MLR. I know there's a lot of talk with San Diego, but at least from a whole team standpoint i mean this team can play defense they know how to score tries and old glory dc definitely has a tall task ahead of them kind of your thoughts heading into it as an old glory dc fan and what you expect from this matchup against new england yeah the thing that i take confidence in is we we darn near beat this team in in i think it was week three or something like mm-hmm. that early on in the season we really close games and a little more tmo controversy in that one where we probably should have won that game. Um, and, you know, really since then, I I mean, they've won 14 games. And you can't get around that fact. But sure. at the same time, they haven't looked that impressive at all times in it. They've, they've had some real ropey games in there, and they make a lot of mistakes. So I think, I think if all glory is playing at their top level, if they can keep focus for the whole game, they've got a real shot here. If they... If they lose focus too much and they they just let New England score in those moments and, and get some some tries there, then it's going to be really hard for them to to pull back. But I I wouldn't count Old Glory out. I think it's it's not an impossibility. Now, sounds I, like do you know what in your heart, Alistair? Sounds like you really believe Old Glory DZ can do it, but in your head, you know you know the stats. <laughs> 
you know the facts and you know what's really going to happen this there, there's I've, I've plugged it into the computer i've got the computer model and it's telling me that there's an 86 percent chance that new england wins but you know what 14 percent is not so zero. you're telling me so you're telling me there's a chance that's all you got to yes. think about and and you there's know what? no I'm, way i'm gonna be going if i can if there's another bus i'm gonna be there and you <laughs> you better believe i will be cheering and i will believe in my heart that we can win until until the final whistle goes yeah, and, and there's no way that we're going to get the the co-host of the Glorious Rugby podcast, the man himself who runs the Glorious Rugby website, to even have an inkling or say have any lack of confidence in his old glory DC side as they head into their first uh, conference championship final, which is which is pretty exciting stuff. But Alistair, again, man, I don't think I don't think I'll, I'll take the time as just before we let you go to just really thank you for all that you've done here for for the fantasy ruckers. Um, when it comes to we, we talked about the website when it comes to all your expertise there and, and what you've done for fantasy MLR as we continue to try to work again to make this a thing a reality. Um, it was just incredible. And then to have your kind of expertise in that just enhanced it for everyone, not only for um, allowing me to live more of a healthier lifestyle, like I mentioned, and have a few more hours on the weekend to not be staring at an Excel sheet and, and be crunching numbers. Um, but I think even for our, our league me- uh, members like Maddie here, um, in the way that it just enhanced the experience for him. So I think I say uh, for all of us, as, as the, uh, with the league members and, and the commissioner himself, um, saying thank you for, for all that you've done. And, and I think me especially, I'm very excited to work with you um, moving forward here to continue making this better and then eventually, hopefully, open this up to, to as many people as possible who can also then enjoy uh, how fun Fantasy MLR can be. Yeah, it's been a great journey and it's, it's been fun to work with all of, you, all of you guys. I'm looking forward to next year. We shall see it. All right. And then last final thing, if you aren't already, uh, make sure you're checking out uh, the stuff that Alistair does outside. He's not all the time on the fantasyruckers.com. He's got some other stuff going on. We mentioned the Glorious Rugby podcast. He hosts that with uh, with, uh, uh, the co-host of, of, or excuse me, the the runner of Rugby Morning, co-hosting the Glorious Rugby podcast with him, John Fitzpatrick. Obviously, we had him on the show a couple weeks ago uh, when it was a build-up to the final. He was our finalist, Matt, taking him down, uh, but nonetheless, does that podcast great stuff so make sure you go check that out on uh, apple Podcasts as well and then go check out alistair's site as well uh, gloriousrugby.com if you're an old glory dc fan uh you'll you'll love the content that he's putting up there um anything else that i missed uh alistair that that you're, you're doing these days i feel like you got a whole bunch of hands in different cookie jars that it's it's hard to keep track of yeah the only other thing is uh tackle the numbers tackle right. numbers.gloriousrugby.com which is uh i've been forgetting to update recently it's, it's been <laughs> one too many things but but I'll, I'll get the most recent numbers up there there soon that's where i run my computer model that makes predictions for all of the matches and this year surprisingly accurate about over 80 wow. percent uh, correct picking winners so just saying impressive that's impressive and hey if, I'll, I'll throw in another plug if you ever see and you know, an all bald gentleman lurking around on the Reddits. Um, you know who it is. <laughs> That's true. I'm at Alistair KP on Twitter, but at you slash all bald gentleman on Reddit. That's that's really my my haven. Yeah, <laughs> definitely go give him a follow uh, for sure. It's uh, it's it's been a lot of fun uh, watching all the stuff that you've been doing. Uh, but Alistair, appreciate you as always. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll get back to work here uh, during this offseason. Again, we're, we're going to try to make this thing uh, uh, opened up to as many people as possible here moving forward. But again, I uh, can't thank you enough for all that you've done for us, man. Really appreciate you. 
Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks again to Alistair Kirsch Poole for joining us here on the Fantasy Rucker Show. Um, again, I, I can't thank him enough for for all the great stuff that he's done for for the the Fantasy Ruckers and and all the hard work. And I, again, I mentioned it during our interview. Just super excited uh, to work within this off season to hopefully bring uh, bring Fantasy MLR to even more people out there. Yeah, and hey, I said it. I said it to him. I said him uh, in my compliment or question, however you want to take it. But Alistair is truly the champion of the Fantasy Rucker. And he's going to continue to do, apparently, because the guy loves it. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, something to look forward to, something for the people to look forward to. He's a man of the people. We love to see it. And, uh, I mean, it seems like we're just going to reap the benefits and rewards of this guy's big brain. I mean, I wasn't lying. I, mean, I don't know, and I don't want to make uh, make uh, John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning jealous because I know that they are co-hosts. Alistair is the way better half of that rugby glorious podcast. rugby sure, podcast. Sure, sure. But I guess what Alistair is the way better. Hey, Fitzy, he's way <laughs> better half. What I'm alluding to is I think I think, and I wasn't going to say this in, tour, in to, to person because I, I didn't want things to, to move move too fast. But you know, I think we're a match made in heaven. I bring the fantasy rugby stuff to the table. He brings the website uh, developing stuff to the table. We've created a beautiful thing here. Yeah, the fantasy rugby. Don't want to make uh, John Fitzpatrick jealous, like I said, but I don't know. I think Alistair and I have a, have a pretty good uh, good uh, working relationship. But uh, all right, let's move on here. Again, we broke down that Old Glory DC New York game with uh, Alistair there. Um, obviously, again, he's a big-time Old Glory DC fan. So let's shift on over here now, Matt, to obviously the other um, uh, other uh, playoff matchup that happened over the weekend. Uh, the Seattle Seawolves uh, beating the Houston Sabercats 37-26. to And it was kind of an up-and-down match. Matchup. I mean, at one point, Seattle Seawolves really seemed like they were going to be running away with things coming out of the second half. Houston really clawing their way back, pun intended. Um, and and it, it looked like it was going to get a little bit dicey there for the Seattle Seawolves, but then Seattle ultimately ending up uh, solidifying uh, the victory there and booking their ticket into the Western Conference Final. I mean, yeah, Houston kept it tight, you know, throughout the, the first half. Um they really were in there, and honestly, they, they, they looked like they could keep it a close game and possibly pull out a win, even with the injuries that they had to some of the key players like Drew Wild. Um, but, I mean, the fact that AJ Alatine was kind of keep able to keep them in the game at the start of that first half with his boot, mm-hmm. Houston started coming back. But in my opinion, honestly, Houston just kind of uh, – they kind of just threw it away. Uh, I think they were trying to force things. Dom Aquina, doing the double move to get over the line. Honestly, like he could have just recycled the ball um, and kind of kept moving on. They got a little bit too, um, they got a little bit too greedy trying to get that try when they could just had to be patient. Uh, They had tons of time at that point. um, But I think that just shows the difference between an experienced playoff team like the Seattle Seawolves versus a Houston Sabercats team that, you know, hasn't had much experience in that playoff. Yeah, and I mean, it was cool to see, obviously, from a fantasy perspective, that the one of the storylines that we'll obviously discuss throughout the offseason, definitely How heading into the next year. How took to get was, back on uh, the we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, is, 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 I guess, the, the, the conversation between Jordan Chait and A.J. Alatimu. And seeing A.J. Alatimu have the impact that he had uh, in this one, obviously a, a key contributor to why Seattle was able to come away with the victory, uh, hitting three key penalty kicks, um, converting all of his conversions, um, a really, really well done performance, and yeah, like I like you alluded to there, Matt uh, Riker Hyden, Despite what you may think there, Matt, and uh, your opinions of uh, of Seattle's eight man, he came back, made a big impact for the for the Seattle Seawolves. Yeah, uh, he did make a big impact, um, and 
you know, maybe we know why. <laughs> that's that's always going to be your analysis of it. This is going to loom over Riker. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, he's a great player. You know, steroids or not, needles or not, he's a great player. Um, and he, he makes a difference. Uh, the fact that he was able to come back from his surgery is crazy, but they did, you know, they did state this timeline that he'd be back for the playoffs. Moving on from that, because I don't want to speak too much on that. AJ Alatimu, though, I think Seattle Seawolves, at the end of the day, they got to fall back on their their veteran, their well-tested, true, tried and true, tested, whatever the saying is, veteran, uh, to be in that 10 position and really control the game for them. Absolutely. All right. And I, I think now overlooking the, over the weekend of rugby that we had, Matt, um, you think these are the two best teams that are coming out of this first round to take on, you would argue, obviously, the two best teams uh, left in Major League Rugby. Um, you got Old Glory DC taking on New England Free Jacks now and the Seattle yeah. Seawolves taking on the San Diego Legion. Um, you know, I, I know I know Alistair was saying how Old Glory is, was the better team on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um I think New York ran into some injuries at a bad time. Yeah. They never got Hayden back. Emery left the game early. They didn't have Cole in the lineup, who honestly is probably one of the one of the 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 biggest impact players on that rugby New York team. Out of all the stars that they have, mm-hmm. Cole is makes the biggest impact in that back three for sure. Um, so I personally think that New York should be here. I think New York kind of blew it. Uh, Old Glory DC deserved that win, but I think the New York New England Free Jack matchup would have been one that I would have enjoyed. I, with this, I think, you know, I think Alistair has said that they beat him in Week Three, but that New England team has been a completely different team uh, since Week Three and, and how they finished the season. Uh, regarding Seattle, I mean, yeah, this Seattle San the, Diego. This is going to be the matchup. Yeah, it's going to be an unreal matchup. We saw them play the last game of the year. We saw the lineup that Seattle put out. That's not the lineup that's going to be out this weekend. Um, so I'm excited to see that one. I think that one's going to be close. I think it's going to be physical. Um, and I think it's going to be full of points. Yeah, it should be interesting. All right. So let, let's kind of shift now this conversation to, I guess, a fantasy conversation. Because this is the Fantasy yeah. Rutgers show. And obviously, we do have the Fantasy Rutgers League Playoff Challenge. That we talk about. MLR Playoff Challenge. There you go. Um, so I guess in terms of how you're approaching this weekend, uh, when it comes to the fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge, how do you approach this? You got four teams I'm, you can choose from yeah. old glory, DC, new England, free Jacks, San Diego, Legion, Seattle, Seawolves for me. And I'll, and I'll start with this. I think my key thing here is I want guys that I think are going to be on teams that will make it to the final. I'm taking my strategy. Is that is that what you're about to say? Because I think that's what well, I want. Now, we did see last playoff challenge that that may not be the necessary the case because you have a guy that has a huge huge performance in this semifinal could set you up good for the rest of the playoff challenge. But I think with the difference in scoring now, how there's now a, more of a likelihood that players will be scoring points in both matches and not putting up a goose egg in one of these. I think that at least is one of the most important things. I, I got to pick who I think is going to make the final first and then choose players from those sides that are going to be in my squad. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. I mean, that's that's the route that I went last year. That's the route you go with, you know, who's going to who's gonna be playing the most number of games for the rest of the playoffs. 
that means they're going to have more opportunity to get you simple things like meters gained, tackles. Mm-hmm. We're not even talking about tries. Meters gained, tackles, minutes played, you know, 70 or 80 minutes. Um, that's, you know, that's the name of the game. You're trying to make sure that you are getting points throughout these playoff challenge, and I think that's the way to do it. For me, I think the biggest thing to balance with these four teams being left is that these four teams have a lot of quality talent that really were high-scoring guys all throughout throughout the season, mm-hmm. right? I mean, look at guys like Sam Malolo, Nick Sushan, Peter Malcolm, Mill Santarivi. That's the top hookers, top front row for all four teams, Yeah, all costing $5. Yeah. Are you going to spend that amount on them? Are you going to look for somebody else? Maybe a guy who you know is going to come on in the second half. Maybe a guy that was injured for some of the season and is now making a playoff impact. Um, same thing goes with some of the other positions. I think these are the decisions that we're really going to see some variation between between uh, team owners. You can be a team owner for the playoffs. Team owners. Um, so it'll be, it'll be really interesting, I think, in that sense because you are not going to be able to have the luxury of being able to choose top guys from every team with this playoff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, at the time, uh, at the time when we release this episode, you'll, you should be able to see uh, on our socials, the spreadsheet on there with all the values. So you'd be able to kind of break this down. I guess that leads to the question when you're talking about values there, Matt, I think there's, there's a wide range of ways you can go, right? You either, you can pick your explosive, kind of have a, an average team across the board, pick some, you know, $3, $4 guys, throw in a $2 guy here and there, or, or how, how, how necessary is it for you think the winning playoff challenge lineup to have one of these big heavy hitter $5 guys in their lineup? Back row, back three center need a $5 guy. You're getting a $5 guy, get him. Get one you can trust. Get a guy that you know is going to put up points. Guys like Oxberger, guys like Foodie, Dan Krill, Balakena, all these guys are guys you know are going to put up points. Yeah. That is your base. You know you're going to get that. Next position you look at, second row, back row. Get a guy in that position that can put up some points. Whether that's $5, whether that's $4, you're looking there for salary. You'll spend your salary there. Front row, Scrum half, fly half. These, to me, are the positions that you can afford to spend on a cheaper guy. You look at guys like Josh Henderson, $2. Is he going to start for San Diego? Is Will Hulu going to start? I don't know. But, you know, that, that could be a good way to spend your money on someone that's cheaper who you can still trust to potentially get some points at the 10 position. The front row, don't even touch the starting hookers. Uh, look for an alternative. Look for a guy coming off the bench. Is it? Andrew Quatrin that you're going to take a shot on. Yeah, he's $4, but less than five. You know, is it, <laughs> you know, is it somebody else? Is it, is it, is it uh, just looking down the list? You know, I think front row is going to where you're kind of going to have to just throw a bone out there and see what you can get. Uh, but my, the way that I'm going about it, and if you want to win, uh, I would probably use my strategy just saying uh, <laughs> that's how, that's how I'm going about it. Now, I guess spend how, your money how, in those two positions. how much does, kicking go into this kind of factor because obviously you'll designate your one kicker and most likely it's going to be obviously in that scrum half fly half position and i mean you pick a guy like aj alatimu who's valued at you know four dollars if he has another game like he had against uh against uh the houston sabercats that's big time points there yeah maybe um and i mean it is playoffs 
So when we look at playoffs, there's going to be more penalty kicks, tighter games, um, a lot more on the line. So you know that there's going to be more penalty kicks. So yeah, definitely a route that you can go. But I think the thing is that you got to give up somewhere. If you're going to go sure. five and a five and in scrum half, fly half, and center back three, then look, back row and front row, fine. Can those. But I think you don't balance out all four positions. You don't attempt to do that. You stack up on two positions and you leave, you know, five dollars left to cover the next the next yeah. position. Gotcha. Or well, there's three or more positions. So you leave five dollars left to cover three. Yeah. Um so or you one. spend five and four. It's tough. That's why it's the MLR MLR, you know, playoff challenge. It's not TFR MLR playoff, you know easy breezy beautiful <laughs> challenge it's just it's a challenge that's a good one that's a good one so nice. you got to figure it out um man you should not be in charge of naming things no but <laughs> it is hashtag tfr mlr playoff challenge that is yeah. the hashtag all right so with that in mind with those strategies in mind um yeah we're, we're very excited to see some of these lineups that uh, that you guys come out with um again have a look out for our social channels where the spreadsheet will be posted it'll also be posted in our discord community and then you're going to then send us your lineup on twitter tag us at the fantasy or at fantasy rockers and use the hashtag tfr mlr playoff challenge and we'll get those all submitted and then we will then keep track of who is uh, how people are doing throughout their points over the next uh, two weeks and then see who will be crowning as our 2023 tfr mlr playoff challenge so it should be interesting all right uh before we wrap up the show matt obviously we talked about uh, uh the preview of these matches but i think it's time to give our our predictions we stink at these we stunk at these all season yeah we did whatever we choose is gonna lose yeah, that's true so maybe you're, right. you're listening out we need uh we need alistair's computer model uh, yes. on this one and and with that what 86 percent win or like correct rate that he's having a whole lot better than us computer yeah, he said he said on in the interview he makes picks with his heart or his head but i make picks with the thing i'm sitting on constantly <laughs> that's so they all come out of there yeah, a whole bunch of poop a yeah. whole bunch of poop all right well let's talk about first one i think the easiest one out of the bunch old glory dc uh traveling to new england to take on the free jacks um I think this one's pretty straightforward. I said it to his face. Look, if you're if you're picking Old Glory DC to win, you're lying to yourself. Yeah, you're lying to yourself. It's New England Free Jacks. Um, look, their their team's just way too good for for this Old Glory DC squad. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, and that's why in this TFR playoff challenge, might be looking at a few New England Free Jacks guys here because I am confident that they will be making an appearance in the final, and a lot of those guys are, are heavy hitters in that too. So it's it's pretty interesting. All right, the tough one, the real tough one. I think this is going to be outside of what the final is expected to be. I think if New England makes it to the final, this is going to be a very good one for whoever wins this matchup. But this might be one of the best matchups of the year, um, or definitely going to be one of the best matchups of the year. The Sea Wolves taking on the San Diego Legion in San Diego. I don't know, man. I got to let you go for it. I got to think about this one for a bit, but it's well, going to be an interesting one. I got to back my boys. They're not my boys, but they had the boys that I was rooting for. You know, they had my boys, Richard Judd, had my boys, Nate Augsburger. Um, so look, I'm going San Diego, San Diego Legion. I think this is going to be a tough one, tight one uh, for sure. I think it's going to come down to, penalty kicks or a try difference under a try difference. Um, but San Diego Legion that they're, they're at home. We know the San Diego Legion Legion uh, faithful is going to come out strong. Um, 
in the San Diego Legion side, you know, they're a strong side, and I want to see them uh, take this win. And how much do you put into play the week break that the San Diego Legion have had? I mean, like when you look at Old Glory DC, for example, they came on. That was a physical game. That was a physical game. Um, I honestly think that this is kind of a benefit for San Diego Legion. Um, Seattle Seals, they also kind of, they, they came off a physical game as well. And I think it, it, it could show, it could show. Um, so we'll have to see what that looks like. I, I, I genuinely think that for these top tier teams, a week off is, is going to be something that they can use to their advantage. Yeah. I think, I think week off at home. Man, I'm having a hard time picking against the Seattle Seawolves team because we've seen them do it before. I mean, they're just an experience. You mentioned it earlier in the breakdown. They're an experienced playoff team, and they know how to come away with these victories. You've seen it in the past. But this San Diego Legion team is just too, too, too exciting. So I think I'm going to have to side with the San Diego Legion as well, um, which would be interesting. Uh, we might as well make a, a final prediction here. If, if it is I'm... New England Free Jacks versus the San Diego Legion, who are you going with? San Diego Legion. You're with the Legion. I think going with the Legion. I think New England might come out with that one. I don't know. I'm I'm really defense, man. Their defense is incredible. But we'll get to it next episode. But nonetheless, should should be uh, an interesting weekend and a fascinating weekend of of really really good rugby. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, and again, make sure you submit your fantasy ruggers playoff challenge lineups. Deadline for that is ahead of the kickoff of the first match. Which uh, let me pull up here. Um, quickly 5 30 it's going 1st. to be 5 30 on saturday on canada day july 1st uh make sure you're submitting your lineups before then um and and get them to us on twitter um by tagging us and using the hashtag tfr mlr playoff challenge Pro tip, uh, with that in mind maybe wait till some lineups are, are put out before jumping the gun all right don't be true. silly don't be but silly. that's some good advice hashtag tfr mlr playoff challenge there you go. All right, Matt, any uh, final words for the people there? Uh, this might be your last time to kind of uh, bask in the championship sun, or are you going to milk that? Oh, all no, we still got the TFR MLR playoff challenge championship <laughs> for me to win. But look, I mean, good luck to the people joining, to the new people that haven't done this yet. Um, sorry about it early for beating you already. Um, but good luck and uh, happy, happy that you're getting a taste of fantasy rugby. And uh, welcome to the fantasy Rutgers FTR MLR playoff challenge. <laughs> nice. Nice. That was a good one. Good one. All right. Well, all right. thanks again to TFR, Alistair Kirsten. TFR MLR <laughs> playoff challenge. Oh, again, dang. so so good at making names. It's fantastic. Um, thanks again to Alistair Kirschpool for joining us on the show. Um, again, can't thank him enough for all that he's done. Uh, check out the fantasyruckers.com. It's 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 really, really, really uh, a great site to digest a whole bunch of information, both fantasy and just statistical wise when it comes to major league rugby. Um, and again, it's gonna be a, a super exciting weekend of conference championship finals here in the MLR. Um, with that being said, for Matt Yee. I'm Ryan Yee. We'll be back next. Back next. We'll be back next week. It's been a rough show. It's been a rough show. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back next week with another edition of the Fantasy Ruckers Show. Stay tuned. We'll keep you updated with the Fantasy Ruckers Playoff Challenge, and we'll see you then. Ryan's gone crazy, ladies and gentlemen. You've been listening to the Fantasy Ruckers Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, covering everything rugby from the MLR and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show. 
Make sure to like, rate, and review. And be sure to tell all your friends. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, connect with us on social media at the Fantasy Ruckers. Till next time, this is the Fantasy Ruckers Show, signing off.